the playoffs? Yeah. We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We played them the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. Listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. It's the All Pro Bros Show. It's sports show where we put you in the know of who are the bros and the misses, the losers, to those scared the winners, those in the game, to the set, to the match. Ali Uber with the crew. Every test to bring you. Every virgin statistic. You caught up over your mystic. You removed the decisions, the opinions, the blow with the whistle, the flops, the fouls, and all of the issues. Every punch, every kick, every throw, every switch, every leap, every flip, every run, every twist. Yo, what's going on, people? You are now tuned to another episode of the All Pro Bro Sports Show. It's your boy Triple. Rashadamas. Oh, you're not Brady's lawyer anymore? Oh, Brady's lawyer to TV. But this week we're facing him, so I still, you know, I'm still a Patriot fan at the end of the day. So. Oh, so you're Fonz Belichick today. <laughs> hey, well, either. I just, I just, you know, we'll talk about it. But I know what team I'm, I'm still rooting for. Now we'll see who we think is gonna win. But yeah, this is true. <laughs> All right, so let's run through the scores real quick for Week Three. It was uh, a lot of interesting upsets for sure this past week. So Panthers beat the Texans twenty-four to nine. Then we had the Titans who beat the Colts twenty-five to sixteen. In a close one, the Dirty Birds finally got a win for the season against the Giants, 17-14, leaving the Giants at 0-3. The Chargers beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs were handed the first loss, losing 30-24. Then the Bengals beat their rivals from a long time, uh, the Steelers, 24-10. The Bears could not get an answer to prayer. Justin Fields didn't even look that impressive. They lost to the Browns 26 to 6. The Ravens beat the Lions 19 to 17. Um, bringing the Lions to 0 and 3. Will they go 0 and 17? We will see. In other words, one in one season they did go a perfect imperfect season. And back yeah, in 0 and 16, I remember that. It's hilarious. Yeah. The yeah. Saints were like, "Can you do it?" I was exactly. like, oh. Then the Saints beat the Patriots twenty-eight to thirteen, bringing the Patriots to one win, two losses. The Cardinals beat the Jags mm-hmm. thirty-one to nineteen. The Washington Football Team lost in embarrassing fashion to the Bills forty-three to twenty-one, bringing them to one and two. The Jets, oh boy, lost twenty-six to nothing to the Broncos, making them 0-3. The Broncos are 3-0. The Raiders, or as uh, Berman, the Raiders! They beat the Dolphins 31-28. to Then the Vikings, they beat the Seahawks and uh, what should have been a win for the Seahawks, but nonetheless the Vikings outplayed them 30-17. to Both teams are 1-2. The Buccaneers mm. lost to the Rams. The Rams... Very impressive this past Sunday, 34 to 24. And the Packers, they won 30 to 28 versus the 49ers. And how about them Cowboys? Two and one, beating the Eagles 41 to 21. Very impressive 
game this past yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Need to say the Cowboys are looking good. Yeah, they so are far. looking good. They are looking so good so far. Um, even that first game they lost, only lost within a few points. So yeah. they could have been three and zero potentially. I mean, I hate to do this, but do you think the Cowboys have playoff potential? So far, they look like, like you said, playoff potential. I don't know about winning on Super Bowl, but playoff potential <laughs> at least. And yes, I mean they, they've made the they've made the playoffs in recent years. So, you know, just they haven't really gone far. That's all. Exactly, <laughs> and, and they've played decent teams this season. Um, so, I mean, I can at least I agree with that. I think they have the potential to go to the playoffs, but we will still see. As we look at their week four schedule, or the week four schedule in general, in a second, you know, I got to bring up the Packers. So the Packers, they lost to the Saints very, very poorly. Uh, they beat the Lions. We already discussed that. Um, they beat the 49ers and really what should have been a win for the 49ers. They played their hearts out this past Sunday, but they left it too close in terms of a score and also too much time on the clock for the pack, just to kick a field goal. Um, but despite the fact they lost the first game to the Saints, played poorly, but what seemed like sabotage, then, I mean, they, they beat the Lions. Yep. <laughs> Moving on from that game, because, you know, the Lions are the Lions. Uh, then, like I said, the 49ers was their biggest challenge so far this yeah. season. And... And essentially, uh, Rodgers is still like, never mind the haters. That's what he's been saying so far on the Pat McAfee show week in and week out. Do you think the Packers are playoff potential or is it too early for them to say that this playoff potential? I mean, it's too early for a lot of these teams, but at the same time, we're and we've we've just passed week three. We're entering week four, so we're approaching coming close to a quarter of the season. I mean, if you want to call that 17 games, not 16 games this season. But, you know, I mean, they they seem like their playoff potential. I mean, if, if Rodgers continues to put up these pretty good numbers, then you could you can expect them to at least make the playoffs and, and make some type of noise depending on, how, you know, what, you know, how, how they're beating these teams and, you know, and what type of numbers they're putting up. You know, as long as, as long as he ain't committing sabotage like the first game, maybe the right people got to him and said, look, <laughs> like my friend. <laughs> Come on, man. We're paying you for, man. Come on, buddy. <laughs> it's like, you know, or maybe his advisor. I'm talking about like his other team in terms of, you know, his whether it's agent, you know, certain people close to him and said, look, you're not doing yourself any favors by playing, <laughs> playing like that. Exactly. Now, the so, Buccaneers, like I said before, they lost – 34 to 24 against the Rams. I think the Rams really exposed some holes in their defense. Um, offensively, they just didn't look that good either. Does this potentially shake Tom Brady and the Buccaneers' confidence going up against the New England Patriots? This not, not at all. Not at all. And, you know. Whether speaking as Brady's lawyer or not, I'm speaking more as, and more as a Pat fan. We we still we still stink. And I was saying off the air before we're here, our team has more holes than the Buccaneers. Yeah, I know Brady called Sherman and to fill up the and to fill up a corner in the secondary hole, and maybe that 
could be the weakest, the weakest link, if anything. I mean, and you're gonna have bad games here and there. The 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 um the Pats still have weak sides on all three sides of the ball. Well, since that, that, I mean, that's that's a new news story as of today. Is Sherman even gonna play this Sunday? Is the question. I was looking it up. I hope so. we'll 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 see. We'll see. You know, uh, we'll look up the story, but you know, you can look up something to see if he will play. We'll we'll look him further, but. Even even so, the Pats. We know our team has a lot more holes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Mac. I think he he could be the real deal. I don't know in terms of this year. It's it's about him developing. Yeah, you still want to make the playoffs. But it, and like I said, again, it's still kind of early. But the way if things continue going this way, we're not gonna make the playoffs. If it continues, if we continue play, playing the way we're playing, I'm talking about all three sides of the ball. You talk. It, it said he had three picks. But really, two of them, two out of the three, were under receivers. The last one, he just hung up in the end. That time, we didn't have a chance to win anyway. We were, the game was pretty much over. And then you, you receivers, whether they're dropping, they're, 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 they're dropping balls or whatever the case may be, or not not giving them time to throw the all line. He's running for his daggone life. And then the D is not that sharp either. When it comes time, they stop. They can't stop. Even the special teams slap it, getting blocked punts. Like, what are we, like, is this, and this is why I say, and, you know, we we, we said in Bill we tr- trusted, it was really in Tom we trusted before, talk about sabotage, Bill committed that sabotage job around Tom and made him look <laughs> a certain way his last year. And I, and I was like, and I was telling you, the dude can still play. Yeah, and not everything he did was great, obviously, but... I, I had a feeling this dude could still play, and obviously we're we're seeing we're seeing we saw the proof last year and so far this year, despite the loss, um, he just had against the Rams. We're still seeing the proof. Meanwhile, on, on the other side, we're seeing how, how bad our team looks here, and of course, if you're a true pass fan, you should be you should you should be mad at Bill and you know the front office in terms of how they handled it because you're like, look, you're saying, look. We could have still had this guy. He could have been doing this over here while you're training another quarterback, and you could have put pieces around him. But now, you're, you, the pieces you have, they're not even fitting even Mac Jones. <laughs> We've had poor pieces for the last couple. The, the drafting has really been horrible for quite a few years, since 15 or 16, but it's really been showing itself the past couple of years, uh, you know, around with whoever, whichever QB you've had this, this year. Speaking, I mean, of QBs, uh, speaking of QBs, I do want to talk about the uh, <laughs> all the rookie QBs from this year. It's interesting yeah. how they're reminding well, us Trey Lance. They're stinking it up so far, honestly. <laughs> so uh, they really are stinking it up. I mean, yeah, man, you know, even I would say, like I said, I wouldn't say Mac is stinking it up, but. Our QB, like I said, it's really the people. It's more, even though, yes, he has some growing pains, but it's more of the pe- people around him that's taking them up. That's that true. They're not them in, in good positions to win. Yeah, they got to make themselves available to catch the ball. They got to be able to be aggressive when, they're, when the running backs are running the ball. And losing, <laughs> losing James White doesn't help at all. You that's know. a big loss. That's um, a very you know, then we got the Raiders. I'm very impressed by the Raiders. I'm going to say the Raiders look like a playoff team already 
every single game I've watched them in, minus the first one, where I felt like Derek Carr was trying to get his confidence up and he was struggling. Uh, mm-hmm. But towards the end, how they beat the Ravens, then all the, the other two games after that fact, uh, I'm very impressed with the Raiders. Like, yeah. I, think, I think the Raiders have a good potential if they keep playing an upper trend, they have a very good potential to make it into the playoffs and go far. You know what I'm saying? I know, absolutely. But we'll see. I mean, because the Raiders, uh, they also, what are they? They're 3 0? They're 3 0 right now. Know, Just right? the way they played. They're playing with a lot of heart and there's a lot of improvements. But they have to keep it yeah. up. Like I'm saying, they have to keep that upper trend going the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Because they start they started they started off three um they started off at least two and all, if not three and all last year. I don't remember. I know they started off at least two and all. They were last two year. and all last year. Um I said that on the last podcast. This is their yeah. second season in a row being two and no. Yeah, not three just, and all, but just you know how that ended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For the sake of so, stats, you gotta talk about stuff like that, but still a lot of season left. And with yeah. the extra game that does change the scope of how everything is played out in general. That one extra game does make a difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Chicago. In fact, yeah, let's let's talk about Chicago Bears and the Browns, and then let's segue into the rookie QB grading. Now, yeah. the Bears, the Bears. I expected a better game out of them. Um, they just didn't play good at all. And it honestly, it makes yeah. it makes the young dude, you know, Justin Fields look terrible, the quote Charles Barkley. Um, and the Browns being a team that has been improving steadily over the past three or four seasons, they look very impressive Correct. over the Bills. I mean, um, the Bears, wrong B, the Bears. When Baker Mayfield, he's the guy for the job so far. Um, and, in the tire, and, I, and our partner's uh, second team, that he's, red second team, his, his mom was originally a Bears fan. And, but, you know, I mean, of course, they're, they're the team. They're, they're a team. You got to still root for them, even though they suck. And at least, and yeah. I feel for the Bears fans, man. I feel, I feel for them. But the Bears are a team that frustrates you because they have so much potential <laughs> to win every single mm-hmm. season, but they find some way to mess it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> The Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> Quote the late Dennis Green. He was like, he was like, even that year, even though the Bears had gone far that year, we thought we they could beat him and the way they messed up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that dude himself. passed away. When was this? Yeah, for quite a few years ago. Jeez, bro, I was not paying attention. Yeah, he passed away quite a few years ago. Like maybe almost a, almost a decade. If not, wow. I gotta look it up, but yeah, he. <laughs> Yeah, that that was my guy. I mean, he he should have he should have won the chip. He he was he before coaching in Arizona, he coached in the, for the Vikings. But as far as he went, it was the NFC um chip, chip, chip game. That was it. <clears throat> but yo, speaking of the Bears, uh, our our homie Chris hooked uh, hooked me up with an article talking about the 
top 45 quarterbacks since their 1986 win of the Chicago Bears. 45 quarterbacks. That's a lot of quarterbacks. So <laughs> here's the top five. This is interesting. So coming at number five, top 45 out of the top 45 uh, Chicago Bears QB since the 86 Super Bowl win. Eric Kramer. Um, and then we have coming in at number four, Mitch Trubisky. Then at number three, Jim Harbaugh. Anyone who's mm. a, a real American football fan, you know that name. Number yes. two, Jim McMahon. No relation to the folks that run WWE. <laughs> and according to the ringer.com, the number one uh, quarterback for the Chicago Bears in the past 30 plus years, Jay Cutler. You wouldn't expect him to be listed at number one, right? Number one? Jay Cutler. Yep. Unbelievable. Here's what they say. It had to be Jay, didn't it? Cutler was the embodiment of an average QB during his tenure in Chicago with an occasional tendency to lead the NFL in interceptions. The Bears went exactly 51 and 51 in his 102 starts, 102 starts, 52 and 52, including the playoffs. His career peaked before he even got to the team as his lone Pro Bowl appearance and lone 4,000 yard season came during his final year with the Broncos. So, so why? Well, hold on. Why is he number one when there were other when there were better QBs, even including the guy that won the Super Bowl for them? I can't tell you, my friend. I don't work for the Ringer. (laughs) I don't understand how they're rating this. Like, I'm I'm, even uh, Kyle's Grossman (laughs) because it was better because he at least went to the Super Bowl and was six oh seven. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of these, a lot of lists like that. Sometimes they're based on opinion and not fully stats. I don't think that one was based solely on stats, but maybe even in terms of influence as a Chicago Bears quarterback historically. I mean, just those top three, Harbaugh, McMahon, Cutler, most most real American football fans know those names, um, whether they're infamous or whether they're actually good statistically. We know those names. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but let's change this. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. No, just before we change, I was just going to say, Jim Harbaugh, before he transferred to the Colts, because he ended his, I think, with the Colts, or at least a, a lot of the season was with the Colts. He was better better there than with the Bears. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But let's transition <laughs> back to the young QBs of this year. So this is from CBS Sports, great source. Uh, here's what they've ranked. The, the QB quarterback. So they give Trevor Lawrence a D plus. Yeah. They said 22 out of 34, uh, 64.7%. Um, is what they based the ranking on. 219 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions with a 68.1 rating. And here's what they say. Just a quick part of the blurb. Those numbers, bad in their own, don't include two lost fumbles, which gave Lawrence four turnovers and what began as a winnable game against Arizona. It feels like every conversation regarding the number one pick must be prefaced with, with a reminder that Jacksonville is rebuilding. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Then Zach Wilson of the Jets gets ranked with a D. And they said, let's start with this. The Jets are doing him 
absolutely zero favors while yeah. Sam Darnold is cruising post New York. Gang Green is busy undermining another young QB with Saudi protection and game planning. Mm. You see, that's that's on the Jets. The evidence is so far it's, is looking. It's, it's Sam Donald is winning elsewhere. So, I mean, it's like you said last week with the Lions and the Jets. Jets. Who's the Jets? <laughs> Can we be surprised? <laughs> Unfortunately, you know. Trade so when, we, when we beat the Jets the prior week, that that, that told me nothing. Yeah, just like with the Packers beating the Lions, it's just it's it's a win. You know it's gonna be a win. You know what I'm saying? I could I could compare it to something, but I'm not. It's the easy way. Let's just say that. Y'all know what I'm saying. All right. Trey Lance, he gets an A. I agree with that. Um, this is the kind of cheap A, quote unquote, considering Lance saw all of three snaps in the 49ers close loss to the Packers. But this is his role with San Fran right now. Red zone yeah. runner. There's certainly an argument to be made that his athleticism would expand the 49ers offense under center, where some fans are eager to ride his up ride, ride his upside over the set over the safe. If unspectacular resume Jimmy Garoppolo as purely a situational player, however, he's doing his job on key downs. And I agree with that blurb right there, which is the full blurb from CBS Sports. Yeah. Um, then you already spoke enough about Mac Jones. He got a D plus. <laughs> uh, 270 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, uh, 55.2 ratings, what they gave him overall for their numbers. Then he gave Justin Fields a D. He said the only reason this isn't worse is because the Bears clearly didn't help the rookie up front. Yeah. They said in terms of their wideouts or from the sidelines, in what was already a tough matchup with the Browns defense. I agree. The Browns have a very good defense. You know, and they said, let's not sugarcoat it either. Either Fields was dazed and confused from the jump, and it's the same dysfunctional offense in which Andy Dalton mustered at least a few points against the Rams and the Bengals. Sheesh. So CBS Sports ain't giving none of the young rookie QBs any high numbers whatsoever, but we can't be shocked though that they're not giving them any high numbers. They have a lot to learn. This is only the first year. They're not on teams that are really spectacular or are rebuilding or are really giving them a front runner role. The only QB on this list actually that's not getting a front runner role is Trey Lance. Or the other quarterbacks, well, Justin Fields is just thrust into the role as the lead for the time being because they do want to put Andy Dalton back as the first string quarterback once he's healthy again. But Justin Fields was unprepared this past Sunday. We'll see what happens this upcoming Sunday. But like you said, Trey Lance has a cheap A because he's had the least amount of snaps. Like because every time I lose, it is Jimmy Garoppolo that's still the main guy. Exactly. Jimmy is, is is doing good so far this year. Like he looked, he, he looked very impressive to me this past Sunday. So, but once again, similar to with Brady, you don't leave x amount of time on the clock for Rodgers. He's going to take advantage of it. 
He has good mm-hmm. clock management. So that leads us into now week four. Let's look at the schedule and let's look at some key and notable games for this coming week. So Thursday, September 30th, we got the Jaguars and the Bengals at 8.20 p.m. on the NFL Network. And for those who don't know, if you don't have the NFL Network, you can watch the games on your phone or tablet via Yahoo Sports. Just create an account and sign in, or you can just stream it. We're also starting on October 7th. You'll be able to watch all Thursday night football games via Amazon Prime and Twitch. So you can start watching the games for free through those. Well, not through free through Prime, unless you have it through another setup. Uh, but you can watch it for free on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. But even now, you can watch it on uh, the Yahoo Sports app. That's how I watch it for now. I don't have the NFL Network. Then coming up this Sunday, October 3rd, there's a lot of good games coming up. We have the Titans and the Jets. Then we have the Chiefs and the Eagles. I think that's going to be a good game. The Chiefs need a win, though. We'll talk about them in a second. Uh, then the Panthers and the Cowboys. That's going to be a good game. Panthers are having a good season so far. The Cowboys look very impressive so far as well. And then we have the Saints and the Giants. And then the Browns and the Vikings. Then the other one o'clock game is the Bears and the Lions. This is a guaranteed win for the Bears, though. I'm going to be honest. I don't think this is going to be a guaranteed win for the Bears, even against the Lions. Um, With Justin Fields, only second game starting. This is going to be a struggle for him. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think this is going to be a struggle for him. Good test, but... Yeah. Then we have the Bills and the Texans, and then we also have the Colts and the Dolphins, and we have the Washington no-names, the Washington football team will be playing against the Falcons. Then we have the Seahawks. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Fair the W. Then we have the Seahawks playing against the 49ers at the one of the four or five games. Uh, then we also have the Cardinals against the Rams. Both of these teams are three and no. Who's going to end up walking away with a loss? Then we have the Packers against the Steelers, which should be a challenge um, for the Green Bay Packers. So the Steelers are one and two. They're not a bad team. People are really trying to count out Big Ben because um, Big Ben is being Big Ben. But you never know. He may come off and have a good game any given Sunday, right? Then we have the Ravens and the Broncos. Then we have the Buccaneers and the Patriots in the Sunday night game. And then the Monday night game is also going to be a dope one. Got the Chargers and the Raiders. Those are my two games of the week. Let's backtrack, and I'll let you take the lead on this, Fonz. The Chiefs and the Eagles. The Chiefs are one and two. I mean... That's not good, considering how they've been the past couple of seasons. That's not good, but, but I still think the Chiefs had a better team, even though the defense could be a lo- looking a little shoddy. I still I still believe the Chiefs should come on top of the Eagles, because the Eagles, I don't think they're a good team this year. What is it about the defense for the Chiefs, though, that they need to fix? Because you've been saying that for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I would say the secondary mainly, but even the front line, just in general. Because even the time the time they won a couple of years ago, before last year they losing to the Bucks, 
the defense was still looking shot because they were they were known to score a lot of points. But you know they weren't stopping a lot. Excuse me, they weren't stopping a lot of teams either. I mean, is it is it fair to say that some of the offense for the Chiefs, maybe people are have figured out Mahomes, maybe he needs to do something different. That he's not that uh, Michael Jordan esque player he once was viewed as. Well, I, I'm not gonna say everything's figured out yet, but I think they're starting to. You know, and you know, as the season goes by, I think there'll be more and more tape on them, and people and people will get the book out of them completely. So, you know, and I think that's a lot of a lot of um athlete phenoms in any sport that happens. So, you know, you can always you can always improve, get better, but at the same time. That you know that defense. I mean, they could still try to score a lot of points, you know. But you're not every game. You're not going to score a lot of points. They're going to have to find a way to short to show up. You know that D line and that secondary. They're going to they're going to have to fill in some holes. Exactly. Else, else they're going to have a long season. That's true, and you're right. Yeah. They can't run up the score against every team, especially high powered defenses like the Ravens, the Rams. You know, mm-hmm. saying. Um, I had another team on my mind. I already forgot them. <laughs> but nonetheless, those are just two examples out of out of a few. You know, yeah. like they're going to struggle. And they got picked apart in embarrassing fashion in a Super Bowl. So, yeah, yeah that, that was that was awful. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like, uh, you call those birds. Uh, what's the, what are the birds that always come around when there's like a carcass in the <laughs> desert? But it doesn't matter. Those birds, y'all know what I'm talking about, picking at the carcass. That's what happened to the... To the uh, pigeons? <laughs> no, 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 not pigeons. Mm-hmm. They're like a carnivore. Uh, but that's what happened to the, to the Chiefs in oh, yeah. the Super Bowl. So... Even though I, I wanted Inspector Brady to win, I didn't think it was going to be that easy. And on top of that, I wanted a better game in the Super Bowl. I thought it was going to be like this awesome, amazing... Defensive game, no, nope. Yeah, before we had a very good defensive game, which most non-football fans hated. <laughs> but clearly, they they don't know the depths of football. It was a good defensive game the year before, but oh, two years, two years before, two years, two years before. before. Yep. But this, but this Super Bowl though ended up being, <sighs> yep, one-sided, one-sided. Hey, very one-sided. I still watched it just because for the sake of I'm a football fan, I learned my lesson from the Falcons and Patriots game a few years ago, which y'all never seemed to let go as I left. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're not going to let you live that down. <laughs> because you, 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 in the flavors of turn, you wouldn't do the same though. You want us to let you live? Negative. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned my lesson. I stayed to the end of the game. Even football in general could be a minute left. I watched the whole game because you never know what's going to happen. I don't just turn on the PlayStation or read a book or listen to music. Nah, I keep watching the game because you never know what's going to happen. You know, that's just the nature of football, especially college football, which we don't really cover here. I watch it every now and again. They'll start to watch it more this season. I still don't know enough of college football to, you know, and I know you don't either for us to, like, do coverage of it. Let's just keep yeah, not enough to do coverage. I mean, we do what do enough just we watch just to know the basics and you know do the <clears throat> know the nuances but you know deep enough we'll have yeah. too many games to cover 
This ain't that podcast. <laughs> we'll reference it every once in a while, but we won't like give stats and this much dedicate this the dedication we give to the NFL and the NBA and baseball and even boxing. We won't we, we can't give the college football unless we, we bring on a, a six all pro bro who knows college football in and out. But right. until that time, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I remember the the game you're talking about, the the, the Pats and the Falcons, even the Super Bowl that we won before, the Pats and the Seahawks. <laughs> Man, I was about to – we were up, but it looked like – because we had lost the, the the couple Super Bowls prior to the Giants. And I was looking – I was like, here we go again. And the you way – <laughs> I'm not going to Sit down. <laughs> I said, the Patriots are going to be losing Super Bowls like this. I'm out of here. before <laughs> – Miraculously, the guy decided to throw instead of run the ball <laughs> to Malcolm Butler. I was like, talking yes. about that dude. Like <laughs> he wanted, uh, what's his face to get the glory? Uh, the quarterback, right? He wanted Ooh. Russell Wilson, the coach, um, Pete Carroll. He wanted essentially, you know, Russell Wilson to like get the the pass and be. The hero, essentially, instead right. of instead of giving it to uh, yeah, instead the, of giving it to him, which would have been and they were never the same. They were they were never the same after that. No, there was no more Legion of Boom. <laughs> there was no more huge like celebrations like there once was for them after that. Unfortunately, it's like it's like we've demolished franchises. Even when they blew the twenty eight, when we forced them to blow that twenty three lead when we came back. That team has never been the same either. No, but even in terms of us as Pats fans, that was a different Patriots team. I missed yeah. the days, though it was embarrassing for other teams. I missed the days when Brady would run up the score. People yeah. hated us at that point. But as a Pats fan, I was loving it. So we're spoiled. So no, no seeing the past two seasons, it hurts to the soul that they stink yeah. once again like they did in the 90s. Yeah, th- thanks. Th- you can thank uh, our co-host Red for for, dri- for driving <laughs> driving Brady to the airport in his Uber. <laughs> when, when when they hey, when, hey, when, he's when, not here to defend himself. Not here to defend himself. Stop it. But, you know, I, I, I won't pile on him now. You know, <laughs> when they didn't when they didn't want to sign him for other reasons. But we'll we'll get to that at a later time when he comes. But well, Brady technically wanted to explore the options. He put a LeBron. <laughs> He wanted no, but to no, explore he other options, though. Remember. Uh, people, uh, people say that. It's just like, okay, just like you're in a relationship. If your female's not treating you right, you want to leave. And then she'll say, oh, she'll tell people, oh, he left. I don't know why. But if she ain't treating you right, you're not going to stay either. And it was the same thing with him and, him and Bill at the end. Whether it was not giving the money he wanted, but the money was really in the b- below the list. It was more like the um, contract security and also building a team around him. And the last year, you saw, even though it was it didn't look good to the eye, but he still had 24 and 8, 24 TDs to 8 interceptions, which most QBs were killed for. But it was because they weren't putting in. I'm not saying Brady did everything right. No, but he did not put a good team around him. He was like duped on, like, because he wanted to move on from Brady so bad and wasn't trying to put Brady in the best position. So, of course, Brady said, you know what? Screw it. I'm out. And then now you're seeing you're seeing the evidence that Brady can still play up to 45 because we'll be 45 next season, while we, the the pieces that we're looking for we're still looking for them. So it, the evidence is is really making Bill Bill Belichick look back. And 
you know, you got to um, blame Kraft for some of it, too, because Kraft should have, even though I understand him not wanting to step in like he did back in the days with Bill Parcell, but still, that's the one guy, if this, you're going to step in, that's the one guy you step in for, for Brady. You see, you see, you, 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 you see, you see greatness. You see, this is, if he played all his years till he was 45 and won a chip or two more, you can live with that because if he's retired, you can live with that. When he leaves and goes somewhere else and he's still playing at a high level, that's kind of hard to swallow. Well, it's, it's interesting that you bring up um, Robert Kraft because he's releasing a book soon. And I haven't read any of the, uh, what you call it, the, um, some of the pages that have already been released for the book. Um, but there's some interesting things that he's being quoted as saying. Until I read it, I'm not sure if this is just more media spin, which is ridiculous in our global culture, the amount of spin we have. But yeah. here's some of the things that are reportedly being said in the book. Um, so one, this is from the insider.com that I'm reading this from. It says, Robert Kraft called Bill Belichick the biggest blanking A word of my life, according to new book. Another Kraft was leaving a conference to meet Belichick and the Patriots for a game in Detroit, apparently when he said this. And also while the Patriots dynasty fractured uh, and Tom Brady left, Belichick and Kraft remained together. Um, according to this isn't written by Robert Kraft. It's written by Seth Wickersham. Uh, right. According right. to this author's book, quote, it's better to be feared, end quote, a deep dive under New England Patriots. Um, <laughs> then speaking on an ESPN Daily podcast, the author read an excerpt from the book in which Kraft was ruining leaving a conference in Aspen, Colorado to meet the Pats for a game of Detroit. And he's quoted as saying, as for Kraft, in late September, he was in Aspen for a conference and bumped into a few friends in a hotel lobby early one morning. He told them he was leaving later for Detroit, where the Patriots were playing their next game. I hate leaving here, Kraft said. You leave here and you leave some of the most brilliant people you've ever met. You pick up so much knowledge from all these brilliant minds and have to go to Detroit to be with the biggest blanking A word in my life. My head coach, end quote. Oh, so, once again, this is from an outside source. This isn't an autobiography. So this could be straight cap. This could be straight up like hearsay. In other words, I heard it from this person being said, and I'm now writing in this book. So until I'm not saying I'll buy the book, I'll probably go to the library and I'll read it there. Until I can see the sources and where he's pulling stuff from, that could be more cap than a lid store. You know what I'm saying? So could be cap, or but is it really cap? If it's <laughs> not we... cap, then it's like dang, homie. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dun, dun, dun. Apparently, in this book, also uh, there's revelations. Um, allegedly, uh, Malcolm Butler's Super Bowl benching. And also other things. So, yeah, I'm not sure when this book is coming out, but this is interesting, man. Very interesting. I'm not saying I buy it, but if I get, I try to get to, I'll try to get to read it somehow. 
or maybe it could be an online special too, whether it is a book online or or, or an audio. I'll try to get to sometime because even the the, the um the Mount Convention, I was hearing from from somebody we 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 might mutually know that he may know somebody who told us who told him about that basically saying it was some argument they got into and then to show to build to show who was boss he wanted to bench him and and people say oh bill always does what's best of the team not not always not always he's had bill has a big ego like that's why i need to and people we need to expose these falsehoods you know in terms of people think bill the bill mistake no bill 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 has the ego he's Done some, done some nonsense. Eighty percent he may do what's that? Sitting another twenty percent, not so much. Well, <clears throat> he always, always prepare Bill Belichick team. Well, you know they will always when you give him two weeks to prepare, he'll be all this other stuff. Most of the time, maybe not always. And when he was doing that stuff, guess who was constant here? Mm. Brady. Was the one? There you go, and you're playing him on the other side this 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 sunday and 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 like i said i I know who i'm rooting for i've always been a pass fan even before bledsoe before bledsoe hear that again let me say that again before bledsoe you're a real pass fan exactly yeah you suffered with us when they were not good in the 90s we got for 19 years now we're suffering again again so it is to be a patriots fan so so (laughs) anything So if I'm saying I'm like, this, I'm like the, the people Chris Brown was talking about, we loyal to the Patriots, <laughs> right? So, so, so if I'm saying all these things, no, I'm not bragging about this. I'm saying this out of hurt. I'm pissed <laughs> that that I'm, that I saw what I the way you, they handled this in, in the office because you know I know what those days were like. We weren't even relevant before Bledsoe. Bledsoe made us relevant, even though Yo, we, we didn't, win, but we made us relevant. Let's be honest, though. A lot of these football franchises do this crap. Like once again, it's like you have a, a lot of relationships that's a way to mess it up. There's a lot of allegations with Deshaun Watson. Not to even touch on those things because right. R. Kelly's getting life in prison finally for the stuff yeah. he's been doing, and maybe more charges down the line. I'm not saying theory, that'll be, I'm, I'm not saying that's gonna be Deshaun Watson's fate, but it's still you we talked on we talked about it last summer. It's very convenient before the season starts and he wanted out after he had that huge contract just under Mahomes contract. He wanted out, but then revelations about how they mistreated him and mistreating others. That's why I think from correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. Watt and others started leaving just because of the way the Texans was treating their players right. and other people, you know. And then you have other organizations. You name so many organizations across sports that treat their athletes like crap. Even with Rodgers, um, they get the new quarterback uh, draft pick two seasons ago. Love, you know. All of a sudden, it's like, huh? Is Rodgers out? No, they still had him in the front, but then you hear all mm-hmm. these uh, rumors, and you can't go by rumors, you need facts, but you hear rumors about background conversations between Rodgers and the coaching staff and even the management that don't sound good, that now led to him almost, you know, well, boycotting practices, yeah, and almost leaving the team, you know what I'm saying? So there's always some kind of like crap and some kind of cap. 
that happens with these with the franchises, man, with the management. Um, mm-hmm. Some teams have great locker room morale. Others, not so much. But, you know? but once again, mm-hmm. we can't go by just rumors and hearsay. Like this mm-hmm. book, it sounds like some, you know, a whole lot of tea is being spilled. You know, Kermit's drinking a whole lot of tea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we don't, but that's the thing with tea. We don't know if it's real or if it's fake. The quote of the homie Caleb is real. Is it real? Is it really is real? It real? You know, saying I think it's based on how we feel. I know exactly. And like, and like, and you know that. And one thing I will say about the what we know between the Malcolm Butler and the Brady situation, and and you know when they lost the Super Bowl to um, the Eagles, and of course the second time around years later, and Brady threw for five. Even though they started off rough, then they were throwing a whole bunch of balls, and then. The strip sack, the strip, the strip sack at the end of the game, but he threw for 500 yards. No question, he would have been the MVP if they won the game. He, he, they, they even considered giving him votes in the losing effort. That was how bad the defense was on the other side. And we ain't saying, oh, we and we've said, and I've said this before. One man doesn't doesn't make a team, but one man can definitely change things. Mm-hmm. If 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 the if the Patriots were being that I think that's that score is forty one to thirty three if I remember correctly the Eagles if the Patriots were being like forty five to three or something like that wouldn't talk what about you may mention it but you're not going to give a big concern if Malcolm was benched or not but considering they were beaten by one possession and despite it being Malcolm's worst year before he was he was um did a signing trade or whatever to the Titans. You you think he would have he couldn't have at least changed some things if he was in that and helped the Patriots win and make that score at least the other way? I'm sure he could have. Yeah. He was only beat, they were only beaten by one possession. Yeah. So for them to suffer that type of fate, and we were hearing, of course, from Brady, it's like, you know, I'm effing done with him. You're talking about Bill Belichick. He was that that's a public record that he was he, he was that pissed. I do remember he that. knew he knew that. If that man was on the other side of the ball and how bad, because both be- defenses were horrible. But of course, the Eagles defense sucked just slightly less for them to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? And with a back of quarterback, Nick Foles. And Nick Foles did pretty good too, and of course, because our defense was worse. If, but if if that other man, if Malcolm Butler's on that side of the ball, at least they give him a, a, better, a very good chance of winning that game. You know, and, sure. and and everybody else knew that, especially Brady. He, he put you put five hundred yards of throwing effort in there, like and you to lose like in that type of fashion. Yeah, that's got to be frustrating for anybody. <clears throat> that is true. But yo, let's uh let's wrap up the week three uh recap and review. Looking at the current standings, um, as of today, Wednesday, September twenty ninth. So once again, Opera Bros, we do it by division because it just breaks down the math a little bit better. So in the National Conference, starting mm-hmm. with the NFC West, the Cardinals sit atop the rankings at 3-0, and followed by the Rams at the same same uh, record. And then you got the 49ers at 2-1. and And surprisingly, the Seahawks at 1-2 and at the bottom of the division. Then the NFC North, we have the Green Bay Packers at two and one, the 
The Bears and the Vikings are both one and two, and the Lions are who we thought they are at 0 and 3. And then can we really call them the NFC least this season? We'll see. But the Cowboys at two and one, Washington and Philly both at one and two, and the Giants at 0 and 3. Then the NFC South, we have the Panthers at three and 0. The Bucks and the Saints both at two and one, and the Falcons, the Dirty Birds at one and two. Moving to the American Football Conference in the AFC South, we have the Titans at two and one. We have the Texans at one and two, and both the Colts and the Jags are zero and three. In the AFC East, it is a very interesting picture this season with the Bills at two and one, the Dolphins and the Patriots both at one and two, and the Jets. I'm not surprised. Oh, and three. Then AFC West, we have the Raiders at three and zero. I'm going to keep saying it like that for the rest of the season. Bear with me. And then we have the Denver Broncos at three and zero. Oh. Uh, the Chargers at two and one. Then the Chiefs surprisingly at one and two. But we are now entering week four. They can turn it around. We'll see. And then yeah. AFC North. The Bengals and the Ravens and the Browns are in a three-way tie at two and one. And then the Steelers at one and two. Once again, we just finished up week three on Monday, entering week four Thursday night. There's still a lot of football left in the season. Still a lot of football. Exactly. So I do want to talk to you about the baseball playoff picture, man. Yo, things are crazy. Playoffs? Things are looking crazy. First, let's talk about the home team. Uh, boy, they say root, root, root for the home team, right? I don't I'm want sorry, to. Brother. I don't want to. They lost, and I don't know if they'll win tonight's game, but they lost 3 nothing to the Yankees, and then they lost again. Yeah, they needed to win at least two of those games. What? They at least one. The, they lost to the... They lost to the Orioles last night. I'm hoping they beat the Orioles tonight. We'll yeah, see what least, happens. At least they, even though they won the series, the season series, but this is and, and and when it comes to the Red Sox organization, yes, we've won in recent years. It hasn't been miserable. It wasn't as miserable prior to the '86 years we won in '04. We've won a few times since then. The new owner, the new ownership has brought that. I'll give them that. However. The reason why people are pissed in this town, they represent the average man, <laughs> as, as the Red Sox said, as a Boston fan in general. You 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 win one year, right? You don't even, and then the next year you don't even continue that philosophy. We know as as sports fans, you're not going to win a chip every year. We understand that, but at least uh, we all we ask is for you to even try, at least try to, when you have the ability to, when you have the players to. If you're going to rebuild. At least be honest and say you're going to rebuild. But there's got to be a reason why you're rebuilding. But if you have the chance to win, and, and you at least keep that philosophy going. But the Red Sox, they'll win one year, and then they'll bottom up the very next year or a couple years. Then they may make the playoffs the following year before winning again. It's like they're so up and down. They don't, even, they don't continue one philosophy to say, let's play these type of players. They, they say, oh, we don't pay these type of players. The philosophy is all over the, the daggone place. And that's why the fans are pissed. You 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 start the season here. You say, "Oh, it could have been a rebuilding year." Even though, to be honest, twenty twenty, as short as that was because of the pandemic, you could have said that was a rebuilding. Year. But let's say, okay, fine. And once only six years, you say, "Oh, this may be the rebuilding year." But you see, and in this, I'm going to blame everybody around from front office to the players. 
You start you start out in first place. Before the trade deadline, July 31st, first place. You're 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 winning a game to game or two above Tampa in first place. Not the Wildcats, first place. And then <laughs> you 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 barely make any moves. Everybody else has made moves but you. And then all of a sudden, the good teams you used to beat, you can't beat any good teams. You barely are beating teams above 500 since then. And the teams that are, I don't want to say elite, but in direct competition to you, like the Yankees, like the um, the Rays, like the Jays, you're, you're, you're losing almost every game to them. You, since the trade, trade that I don't have the stats in front of me, but since the trade deadline, you, you, you've looked, they, they've looked putrid. They, 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 they went from a couple games up in the division to 10 games back at one point. Now they're maybe eight, nine games. I, I would have to look at it. Well, I got not, it up. Not, I'm, I'm going to talk about uh, it. Oh, second. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, please pull it up. Well, here's and the thing the, that sucks, right? These last six games in the regular season were, I got my fingers up, quote, unquote, supposed to be easy games. I watched that to... game last night. Even um, I've got the picture. He was so frustrated last night. Even he was like, we lost three nothing to the Yankees, and we should have won last night. And he was struggling on the mound. Yeah, Chris um, Hill. Chris yeah, Hill. He, yeah, he, he started cruising, and then all of a sudden he started struggling in the sixth inning. Yeah, and I saw when they batted in those two home runs. I'm like, here we go. Then they got a couple more. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, and then, and then we were leading the wild card. We were in front of the wild card for so, so for after August doing that doing that future stretch September. It was average, but it, look who we're playing. We're playing some weak teams. And so, of course, we're going to lead the wild card, but then now, after we play the Yankees, it gets swept at home, and then we're behind in the wild card. We're in second place in the wild card. We have the last spot, but we're barely a half game in front of the Jays and maybe the the, the Mariners, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we're, we're barely holding on. So, I'll read, it, I'll read it off. So, for the American League, the Yankees sit at to- the sit atop the wild card race right now, followed by Boston, <laughs> Seattle, the Toronto, and then Oakland A's. Then you got Cleveland and Detroit. Those are the top eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. LA what? Angels. The Los is- Angeles Angels of Anaheim, I think their full name is. Mark <laughs> purposes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So what is what is the, the game separations? I ain't reading all of them. That's all information, but well, well, uh, just, just, just Boston, Boston is two games back, and then Seattle is zero point five games back, and then Toronto's like a game back. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you get to the National League, the Dodgers have clinched a playoff berth, and the St. Louis has clinched a wild card. But behind them, you got Cincinnati Reds, then you have the Phillies. Then you have well, the Padres are technically statistically out of the race. They are Ooh. 10 games back. Uh, so I'm actually going to stop there because if they're statistically, well, never say never because you still have um, the Mets. Then you have Col- the Colorado Rockies as well. But I don't know. I swore her last night. They are statistically out of the race. Yeah, they are because there's not enough games left. So you can, you yeah. can stop it. So stop right there. So I'll list some of the other teams. Um, so in terms of the division, Milwaukee has clinched their division. So has the White Sox. So has Tampa. Um, other teams that have clinched playoff berths 
um, includes San Fran, the San Francisco Giants, uh, and that is it. Um, then you have Houston, who have clinched a wild card within the American League. Uh, oh yeah, I already mentioned Tampa Bay Rays. They have clinched their division as well. Um, I already said that. You know, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and minus chicken and beer, which was a decade ago in 2011, that seems like yesterday. I remember the Red Sox also collapsing in September when they were also on on a pace for at least 100 wins. The way they just collapsed was so bad. And and, and we say these are easy games left. But guess who was the team that knocked them out of that race? Yankees? No, no. It was a horrible team. My mind's blank. You got to tell me. We're, we're, we're playing them now. Baltimore. Oh, the Orioles? Yeah. Oh, that and is were, great luck and, 10 years later, right? And, 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 now, and, they, and they were horrible then, too. <laughs> well, I never <laughs> thought of the Orioles as a good team. It's my of the cookie because it's the same. It sounds the same thing. My greedy self. But yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's bad. It's, you know, that's why I say when the team does stuff up and down, it frustrates you because you know that they have the money and they have the ability to win and they have won. But the thing is that they don't continue that that same philosophy on how to win. That at least when 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 the, when we had Brady, at least we had that philosophy of how to win. At least being the race consistently. That's that's all the fans ask for. At least to do that. What you win a few years, other years you may not win. At least being the consistent race, at least to win, at least try to. Sometimes it feels like these guys don't. They don't try other years. They just they'll win one year. And then how how do you win one year and then you're at the bottom? At, you you go from the bottom to the top and back to the bottom in short in short order. It's not supposed to happen. If no, not at all. But we'll see. Champion, we'll see. Maybe they'll turn it around and win the next five games. Yeah, that'll be even crazy. if they do, even if they do, I don't I don't, I don't feel they're gonna go far in the playoffs in the play in game. You got to win the play in game to be in the playoffs. I forgot they had that stupid play in game. Yeah, it should be t- at least two out of three. Some in basketball, I think they may keep that again for the next season. But I think in basketball, they they should get rid of playing games. In my opinion, um, yeah, just make the season drag, man. Yeah, it's like either you're gonna. Gonna gonna go straight to the divisional players. I'm gonna have a play, if you're gonna have an extra round, have at least two out of three. At least I hate that you play 162 games and then just to have one game. That's not how baseball was designed in the pros. It's like basketball, exactly. To me, I'm gonna cover boxing real quick as we're about to land this plane. Uh, there's a lot of lot of news and there was a crazy pay per view this past weekend that an upset loss which impacts. A future dream fight we wanted to see. Well, first things first, Manny Pacquiao officially retired. Usually, yeah, that he's officially retired, uh-huh. and he's mm-hmm. um, headed for a run for a higher uh, political office in his home country, the Philippines. Um, he, he's a good man. I would love to see him in the higher position um, to help that country progress forward. You know, the beautiful country with beautiful people. Hope to visit one day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, so the big pay per view last this past Saturday, it was Anthony Joshua versus I'm not going to try to pronounce the guy's first name, Usyk, and he lost to Usyk, the smaller fighter who's able to outsmart him and win the fight. 
because Anthony Joshua lost this fight for the upcoming, the other big upcoming pay-per-view this weekend, we spoke about this months ago, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder 3. This is the rubber match to determine everything. Remember, Deontay Wilder had to take Fury to court just to get this fight because yeah. it was one and one apiece. And Wilder lost in convincing fashion on Fury's part the last time they fought. So this is going to be an interesting match. I'm tempted to order it. I don't know if I'm going to order this pay-per-view yet. We'll see. Um, it was just like back in the day when um, Roy, Roy Jones fought, um, um, what, was the, what was the dark skin? Anthony Carver, both from the same state of Florida, I believe. They, and remember, they fought. They, they faced off three times. And before that, Roy Jones was, clo- was cruising through his matches. And then, and then the three times they faced, he, he won the first one. But I I, 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 I watched the highlights with that. I don't remember watching the matches per se, but I watched the highlights with that. Roy shouldn't have won that. I'm sorry. Mm. He should have lost that. And I'm a Roy Jones fan. He should have lost that. So the, the other two matches, remember Roy, Roy Jones got knocked out the second time. So automatically, automatically went for Anthony Carver. Dawson and then the third one was by decision. That was when, remember, 04, um, Fat Joe's famous line, True story and bringing the team back. Even Roy Jones was forced to lean back. He was talking about his rough match during that time. So it, it, that so this kind of reminds me of the three times they faced. It was, you know, one one going to third. Even though, if you really want to be honest, that could have been oh three for for Roy, but they counted the first one for whatever reason. I don't know what what the, what the judges maybe they were going by the mystique. That's what Anthony said. Got any excuses this time for the second, second match? That was funny. So, so the, the, the you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking to see that you know, you know, two two good names. See what what's gonna happen. Yeah, man, boxing's back, but you got the Paul brothers trying to make their name in boxing. What do you think of Jake Paul, Logan Paul, man? Well, besides them being a bunch of YouTube clowns, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> besides that, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> well, if they're gonna get their money. I'm not gonna hate on any man, you know, getting money. If he's gonna get, they're gonna get their money. And and you know, and they're gonna if they can box, they can put on good matches. Then so be it. Yeah, I know Jake Paul wants a rematch with Tyron Woodley. He said he'll grant it if he gets say, "I love Jake Paul." Tattoo, and he did on his middle finger. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> What's your jerk? <laughs> so I'm waiting for that rematch to be booked pretty soon. I'm like, wow, what a jerk move. So, yeah, I'll get the tattoo, all right. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, so That's classic, classic. That's pretty much it, man. I mean, there's so much more to talk about. Like, hockey's back in action, but we can cover that next time. Uh, Well, the WNBA is hot. Um, They just finished their one-off games, and now they're in their series. And their their season was delayed to the Olympics. So Mm -hmm. I think they're going to bleed into the NBA uh, preseason, potentially. Um, Mm -hmm. Or maybe it'll stop just before. I'm not sure yet. Um, I know Connecticut lost last night in double overtime. That was crazy. I was hoping they'll win. Um, who, who were they playing? 
uh, wasn't Vegas. That was a game afterwards. I forget who Connecticut was playing. Yeah. Uh, it was Phoenix. It was Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, it was only game one. Uh, but still, it's like uh, I need y'all sisters to get get it in the next game and win. So step, step it up. That's the closest thing we have to a home team. If you want yeah, for the WNBA. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I think they play Thursday. Um, hopefully, they can win. So. But yeah, I mean, I have nothing else for today. You? Nah, man. Just uh, we'll go Pats. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's hopefully they beat Tampa. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Big maybe. So, maybe. on that note, we will see y'all next time on the next episode of the All Pro World Sports Show. This is Triple. Pastor Darmus, CBS 12's lawyer. Just not this Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) See y'all next time. Peace. Peace.